and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently an ABA therapist at a private center. This podcast is filled with tips and tricks for not only being the best special education teacher you can be in the classroom, but living the best life you can live outside of the classroom as well. After all, I'm all about balance. Hope you guys are excited. Let's jump on in. Hi guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm finally having Fiona on my podcast to talk about vocational skills. And I'm so excited because most of the time my podcast is geared more towards early childhood and younger elementary students, but that is only a fraction of the students that you guys are working with. So I'm so excited to have someone kind of share what it looks like on the other end. But in case you have no idea who she is, I'm gonna let her introduce herself now. Hi, I'm Fiona. You might know me as uh, Adulting Made Easy or Spit Adulting on Instagram or Facebook in the special education world. Um, I am a full-time transition teacher and vocation program specialist. So in case you don't know what that is, um, a vocation, or sorry, a transition teacher is ages 18 to 22. Uh, depending on the state you're in, it might be a different age um, close to that. And then as far as my vocation program specialist portion of my job, I am in charge of facilitating all of the on and off campus work experience and curriculum for job skills for our high school and transition program at my school. And I think that's about it for me. (laughs) Perfect. And so in case anyone isn't really sure what you mean when you say vocational skills, can you give an example of what vocational skills would be? Yeah, so that can be from the beginning as far as knowing how to address professionally all the way up to doing interview skills or just hands-on job skills such as wiping a table or stocking a shelf and so on. Every job is some sort of vocation, which is an occupation or a specific type of skill set that you would have for each job. Exactly. And we're recording this podcast and we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but can you tell us a little bit more about what that job looked like pre-pandemic? Because I think a lot of people don't realize that your job even exists within school systems. So in normal times, what does a vocational specialist look like? What do they do? Yeah, so on a normal day, we would, so as far as on-campus programming goes, Um, Specifically at my school, I would go to each classroom and teach a vocation class uh, for each high school and transition program. I don't know how it works at other schools, but um, I think most schools have some sort of vocation uh, curriculum going on in their schedules. And then on top of that, we would do uh, on-campus jobs. So I would organize all of the different classrooms to take over certain jobs or maybe if we had a specific student that wanted to work on a specific skill set, I would create a job on campus or in a classroom that would help them practice that skill. And this is a good way to get the students to prepare for off-campus work experience because that's a whole big step up of being able to go off campus and practice those skill sets at an actual work site. So, you know, getting the students used to working on time on task or being able to follow a task analysis or a checklist, um, working on simple skills like clocking in and out, 
for the job that they are doing um, and you know, reaping the benefits of a reward for doing whatever job it was. So whatever reward system the teacher wants to set up. Um, and then from there, we have the off-campus jobs. So once a student is, um, some schools will do the work permits for the 16 and older. Um, at my school, we do 18 and older. And um, we have a plethora of off-campus work, uh, work sites that we can choose from. I have to each year go and make sure I keep in touch with different businesses. It might change from year to year. Or if I have a student that is looking for a specific skill set that they want to practice, I might go and scout another job site that has something like that. Um, most of the job sites we're practicing um, cleaning skills, so that could be like sweeping, dusting. Um, we do a lot of product go-backs or shelving, uh, facing products on shelves, um, putting products on the shelves. Uh, we have students going and retrieving carts in the parking lots and putting them back at the store. Uh, we have gardening. So yeah, there's a whole different, um, they're all usually basic skills, but um, for a handful of students, I've had some more um, detailed um, job sites that we were able to work on more, more um, complex skills. And as far as being able to go off campus right now, that's not a possibility for us right now. Um, I know I've heard from other schools that they are able to still do that, but uh, it just, it depends on the state you're in, depends on the school you're at and what their rules are. And so, yeah, we're not even allowed to go off campus for uh, community-based instruction, basic like grocery store. So right now we are focusing on everything that's on campus. And for frame of reference, Fiona is based in California, in case anybody didn't know that. And so I'm sure that was a huge challenge for you when you first went to, because you were distance for a long time, right? With no hybrid. How did you still have your students working on those foundational skills when you didn't have them in your room to actually do that? Yeah, so I, um, the first thing I did um, when it was full virtual is I sent parents, home, I sent home a visual choice board that had a bunch of different um, chores or uh, skills that could be worked on in the home setting. So that was stuff like sorting out the utensils from the dishwasher, putting the dishes away, washing the dishes, uh, wiping the table, and so on. And so I think people seem to forget that these are all vocational skills, even though it's, you know, you're doing chores at home, they are vocational skills that will help with putting skills down on your resume that you've been able to practice. And so that was the first thing that I did. And then from there, I started to create some digital activities where students could practice vocational skills. Um, a lot of them were like drag and drop or typing or multiple choice type of activities. Um, for assembling food orders or um, stocking a shelf or counting inventory. Um, the other portion of that is I kind of took a step back and a lot of the vocational curriculum that we work on in the classroom, I really wanted to dive back into all of that because, you know, while work experience is an amazing thing to have and it it really sucks that we weren't able to do work experience this whole time this was also an opportunity for us to go back and really dive into why it's important to look professional or why these um, 
these skills are important to put on your resume, how to do a resume and um, job application, um, you know, things uh, to do or not do in the workplace um, so you don't get fired. And so there's so much more to a job than just doing the work experience. And so I think that a lot of those things are really important and overlooked. And so it was really an opportunity for us to really focus on those things instructionally. And how do you tackle not being able to go into the workforce ever? Are you doing anything to try and like replicate that part that they're not getting right now? Or how do you approach that? So at this stage, I'm in hybrid now. So we are, you know, half virtual, half in person. We're going to continue to utilize the digital activities because um, I do still have students that are still full virtual. And so I don't know how long that's going to be. And same thing with um, students being able to go off campus. I don't know in the foreseeable future how long that's still going to be that way. So um, some of the things we're going to be able to start working on again uh, are on-campus jobs and just simple things in the classroom. So I have some mock, um, like a mock grocery store in my classroom, for instance. Uh, where I set up a shelf with empty um, cereal boxes and cans and stuff. And so right there, you can practice a bunch of different skills with money. You can practice stocking skills. Um, I have a pegboard where I have um, different type of stocking activities on, on their setup as well. And from there, we can also just work on like task cards, file folders, um, you know, doing mock interview and scripted scenarios in the classroom. Um, we can do virtual job shadowing. There's tons of videos on YouTube and there's a couple different websites where you can focus in on different jobs. Um, so yeah, there's still tons to do on campus, even though we can't do off-campus work experience. And looking forward, when we finally get back to normal. Do you think there's anything that you've done during this time of distance and hybrid teaching that you want to continue to do in your classroom moving forward? Yeah, as I kind of mentioned, um, you know, digging deeper into the, the other areas of careers, um, you, you have to take a step back and realize, you know, they could have all of these work skills and practice these work skills, but none of that's going to matter if you do something wrong and get fired from your job. So we want to help prevent all of that, or, you know, even you got to get the job too. So practicing all of those skills to help get the job and keep the job, um, I think, you know, are some things that I want to focus on more in the future and not overlook it as much as like a quick lesson, but really make it more of like a monthly theme. Mm -hmm. And my last question for you is if someone has just gotten offered a position working in more of a vocational transition setting i'll go ahead and say check out fiona i'll have all of her information linked in the show notes but do you have any other resources that you'd point people to if they are going to be working in this type of field and they really don't know where to start hmm. there are um each state has a transition website you would have to probably Google search your state, but usually the transition websites have a plethora of resources such as um, parent surveys or career interest surveys. Um, you know, a handful of them have um, simple worksheets and activities or curriculum. 
a lot of it I've found are it's too high for my students. So that's why I created my own set of um, resources. But um, yeah, there's there's like careerzone.com. Um, there's a handful of other websites that really focus on um, teaching students about vocational skills or different types of occupations. And so those off the top of my head, I can't think of the exact names of them, but yeah, if quick Google search, you can find a ton of them. Perfect. And I will put, I'll have Fiona send me the one specifically for California and I'll look up the one for Virginia for vocational uh, supports and we'll put those in the show notes just to give you an idea and then of course if you don't live in one of those two states that should help you kind of know what to be googling. I'll also put her TPT store and all of her social media information in the show notes because that can be a really good point to jump off from as well. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share? Um, I just wanted to mention even though um, so I had mentioned that each state has like their own transition website I still use things from other states uh, transition websites. So just because you're not from California or Virginia, there's probably still some great resources you can find on each of these websites. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I hope you guys found something that's helpful if you're working with this population. Thanks, Fiona. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you like what you heard, I'd greatly appreciate if you left me some feedback. And if you want to hear more, go ahead and give me a follow. While you're at it, come say hi on social media. You can find me at Adaptation Station on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and you can visit me at AdaptationStation.net. I can't wait to bring you guys the next episode, and I'll talk again soon.